Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I believe the Word of God really encourage you a lot, and I love this sermon. Let's pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that we can. Hear your word and learn the truth from the Bible, Father. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher today. We want to practice what we learn, Father. We want to see the light of heaven and have the revelation to understand how to walk under your protection. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I would like to review a little bit what I talked last Sunday in Psalm chapter 91, verses 1 to 2. The Bible say, "He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress; my God in Him I will trust. The Word of God talking about abide, the well. Live and stay under the shadow of God, under the wings of the mother's hand, the wing of God, under His fortress or the secret place. That is the safest place in the world. The safest place in the world is to be in the manifest presence of God. That God is with you and cover you with His wings. And how we gonna live under His wings? To be protected all the time. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 21, "He who has my commandments keeps them. It is he who loves me. I live like that for almost 40 years now. I obey his commandments. He said, "Build the church, I build the church. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him." The manifest presence of God is related to healing, deliverance, and protection. God wants to manifest Himself over us, just like a mother hen put the wing off, and the little chicks come under her to be protected. When the mother hen say, "Come here, come here," the chicks obey the command of the mother and run into her. Under the wings there, so we can see here that when God say, "If you keep my commandments, you shall have my manifest presence," and that is the shadow of His wing, and that is the secret place of the Most High, you shall be protected. We need to do our part in receiving God's protection, and that part is to obey His commandments. God is not obligated to protect us if we run our own life, we do our own things, we go to the wrong place at the wrong time, and we get into big trouble because the devil has a snare or a setup to destroy us. In fact, every accident I believe is a setup from the devil. Let me read a few more scripture to show you that it's so important to love God and obey His commandments. In First John chapter three, twenty-three to twenty-four, in New King James Version, and this is His commandment: 
that we should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another, as He gave us commandment. Now he who keeps His commandments abides in Him, under Him, abides in Him. His wing over that person, and He in Him. You can see again when we walk according to the commandments of God, obey His voice, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are under God's protection. One time, Judas, not Iscariot, asked Jesus, "Why your presence is only with a certain people, but not everyone in the world?" Look at what Jesus say. The answer in John fourteen twenty two to twenty four, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, "Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself? He, his presence show up to us, but not to the world." Jesus answered and said to him, "If anyone loves me, when you love God, you love His church because His church is the body of Christ. You cannot just love the head; you love the body as well. He will keep my word. In other words, he will follow what he say, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. The picture of the hen, the mother hen." Make home over the little chicks. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. My brother and sister, the key to receive God's protection, the key to how to get under the shadow of the Almighty, or the secret place of the Most High, the fortress, the refuge. The protection wing of the Lord is that we love Him, we have faith in Him, and we obey Him. When we talk about obedience, there are two parts here. One is we call logos. Here, the written word of God. We want to obey what the Bible say. When the Bible say, "I will build my church, love my church, I die for my church, I am pastor." Da, We laid out our life to build a church. I don't care how tired I am. I gonna build a church. He said, "Love my people." I love his people. He said, "Tithe." I tithe. I obey what the Bible say. That is one. Number two, you obey his word is rema. The rema is the specific word for you for a certain situation that he will tell you what to do, where to go, when to do it. Where to go and when and how? He's gonna tell you rema. So when we say keeping his commandments, it means we obey the logos and the rema. Why? Because this world is a dangerous place. The devil is working overtime to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's why in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven, the Bible says, "Let Satan should take advantage of us." For we are not ignorant of his devices. He has set ups, snares, and plan to kill and to destroy all of us. And we need to listen to the voice of God. What to do each day? Obey His logos, obey the word in the Bible, and obey also His rema. Last time in Judges chapter 19, we learn about a Levite. If compare, Levite is like an elder of the church today, or the deacons, or the pastor like me. 
This Levite did not obey the commandments of God. He committed adultery. He got a young woman to be his concubine. He went to a house of that concubine daddy, and he was uh, trying to please his stomach. He wanted to stay longer and longer to eat, to drink, instead of get up the next morning after he got his concubine and left and went home. He stayed there. One more days, one more days, until five days, the fifth days, because he wants to eat and drink and have fun. He is a man of carnality, committing adultery and love to eat instead of going back to the church and serve the Lord. He spent time there. What happened? At the wrong time, at the wrong place, instead of getting out from the house of the father-in-law early in the morning, he got out late in the afternoon. By evening, the sun came down. Instead of getting to his home, he got stuck in a city named Gibeah, and that city was a place of the Benjamites. That night, the bad people came, knocked on the door, and eventually he was so bad. <laughs> this man, the Levite, was so in the flesh. He pushed out his concubine for all those people to rape her, and she was badly abused all night. Dropped the body in front of the door. Next morning, she died. That bad. She died in front of the house. And I did not tell you the more story afterward. More story after Judges chapter 19, Judges 20. The Israelite formed an army, 400,000 people, went to this Gibeah to attack the Benjamites because they want to take revenge. Oh, by the way, the Levite cut the pieces of her body into 12 pieces sent to all 12 tribes and tell the people in the whole Israelites that this guy in, in the city named Kibiah abused my concubine. So they send the army there. They fight. They have, they have wars against each other. And what happened? I count the number. How many people died? The Israelites, 40,000 people died. And the Benjamites, 50,000 at least. Maybe my calculation is wrong, but I keep reading the Bible and count the number who died in this big battle between the brothers, the Israelites and Benjamites. Wow, so many people died because of one man's sin in the adultery and because he wanted to please his flesh. And he was at the wrong place at the wrong time because he did not obey the word of the Lord. Now I'm going to show you three more examples today. I hope I have enough time to show you three more examples. Let's look at the good example now. That one, the Levite, was a bad example. Let's look at the contrast in Genesis chapter 24. Abraham's servant was sent to find a wife for his son Isaac. This servant was trained by Abraham. He came out from the house and he went to a well and he's Pray to God, God, you give me success in finding a wife for my boss son. Please help me. He depended on God. So he went to the place where the Lord led him, and he met Rebecca, a young woman, at the right place at the right time. Then he went to Rebecca's house and met the daddy there. Look at Genesis 24, 50 to 54. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or good. Here is Rebekah, that daughter. Before you 
Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard their words that he worshipped the Lord. He was so glad his mission was successful because the Lord gave him success. Bowing himself to the earth, then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold, and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. I want to emphasize verse 54. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning, and he said, Send me away to my master. The servant of Abraham felt the urgency in the spirit. The next day, different from the Levite. The Levite kept staying for five days. But this servant felt the leading of the Holy Spirit, the leading of God to leave that house ASAP. Next morning, let's get out of here. Look at verse 55 and verse 56. But her brother and her mother, the brother and mother of Rebecca said, Let the young woman stay with us a few days and at least 10, and after she may go. And he said to them, do not hinder me, since the Lord, you notice the servant said, do not hinder me, since the Lord has prospered my way, send me away right now, it means, so that I may go to my master. You need to understand that this servant of Abraham was one of the right-hand men. And he was trained under Abraham's spiritual walk. Abraham was a man of faith. He obeyed God right away when God told him what to do. And he learned from his master. You know, it's so important what kind of church you are in. It's so important what kind of pastor you have. Or what kind of daddy or what kind of husband you are. Because it will impact people under you. Your wife, your kids. Are you obeying God? Are you the people of faith? Are you just quesela, selah, do whatever you want? Abraham was a good example. He set good example to his servant. Let me read the story in the Bible. Abraham was a man who obeyed God right away like that. He is not the kind of man who argued with God. Genesis 22, 1 to 3. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now my son. Now my son. Now. Not next year. Now. Your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I shall tell you. So Abraham, wait for a couple of years. Is that right? No. So Abraham rose early in the morning, right away. He obeyed the commandments of God. He kept the commandments of God. This man, really a man of faith. And saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Abraham loved God, had faith in God, and he obeyed the commandments of the Lord. I believe this servant learned from Abraham that when he sensed in the spirit that he needs to leave that house, we need to go. He said to the parents of Rebekah, 
Oh, don't hold me back. I need to go. I feel the sense of urgency. God already answered my prayer. I finished my mission already. I'm not going to hang around here to drink wine and have fun and party. I need to go back to my master house. The Lord prospered me already. The Lord is so good to me. I need to obey Him. I need to really go. He answered my prayer. Let me go. Don't hold me back. Obey God right away. My brother and sister, if you want to live under God's protection, just like Abraham's servant, you need to wear God tell you to go. You need to do at the exact time what God tells you to do. You need to keep His commandments. Sometimes we can do something just because an idea crossed our mind. Oh yes, do this. Just an idea crossed our mind, but it's not from the Holy Spirit. Or maybe we do something, but because somebody, maybe a pastor, maybe an evangelist, maybe your boss, tell you what to do about your own life. I'm not talking about the work. About your own life, the preacher can tell you to do something. Don't just follow what other people say. You need to check inside your heart with God. God, you really want me to do this? You really want me to make this deal? You want me to really go to that place right now? Don't go by your feelings. Your feeling may tell you to do this, but the Lord speak to you. No, don't do that. I remember I tell this story a few times. I got a phone call from emergency room from Overlake Hospital, and a lady became paralyzed, and they say this patient has bleeding in the spine, or oh, bleeding in the spine easy to fix. Open up, suck the clot out, and the number come up in my mind. This might be about four thousand dollars bill. I'm gonna get paid four thousand dollars to make this surgery for her. But suddenly, the Holy Spirit told me, "No, don't take this case. Send her to Harborview Hospital. Don't care about this money, this four thousand dollars." And I say, "Emergency room doctor, doctor so and so. I'm sorry, I will not take this patient. Send her to University of Washington." Two years later, I got a letter from lawyers that I want to interview you because this lady sued everybody at Overlake Hospital, sued the hospital, sued the emergency room doctor, and also the Uh, X-ray department, everything, because they delay the investigation, and she became paralyzed. I did not get involved because I am not led by money. I'm led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may plan to do something in your life. You plan to do something, and God say to you. Yeah, don't do that. If you want to be under the shadow of my wings, if you want to live in the secret place of the Most High, you must keep my commandments, which means logos and rema. There is more than one way to get into trouble. A preacher like me doesn't have to accept every invitation to go anywhere because they're gonna give me love offering. There is many ways that we can get into trouble, and you don't go to the place because you have a good opportunity. What you need to do, please listen to the sermon series called "Spirit Let Capital S Spirit" mean Holy Spirit Spirit Let Living is in the YouTube. I mean, twenty something sermon. Learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit before you do something. You receive the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Yes or no? Where? When? How? 
you listen to the Holy Spirit, you know that again and again, people went to a city just because they feel like it, and they got into big trouble. Bad things happen in that city because they go by feeling, they go by their own plan. For myself, I want to make sure that everything I do, everywhere I go, whatever time I gonna pursue. I want to check inside my spirit that the Holy Spirit give me the witness that I should do or not. I must obey Him so that I can stay under the secret place of the Most High, the well under the shadow of the Almighty. We should be led by the Holy Spirit. And when we are led by the Holy Spirit, we may not understand everything. We may not understand. It may even come against our flesh. I remember I was walking in the beach in Big Island in November, and I saw a man. He may be about 67 years old, about my age. And we talked. What are you doing here? Sit on the chair and just breathe the air. And he said, "I'm retired, and I moved to Hawaii." Suddenly, I heard the voice in my head: "You should retire in Hawaii. You love the beach. You love the uh, the tropical country." Just retire here. Just leave New Hope International Church and go to retire in Big Island. I heard that in my head because I love Hawaii. But suddenly I heard the voice of the Spirit. You don't go. You stay in Seattle at New Hope. Even though it's raining, cloudy, take vitamin D every day, you need to stay here. This is the place I want you to be. So I need to obey God, even though my flesh say, Hawaii. Amen? I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God may say, leave right now. Get out of here right now. And you say, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm still having fun. I don't want to leave right now. My dear brother and sister, you need to obey the commandments of the Lord as soon as possible. Sometimes he say, don't go. You say, okay, I will not go. He, was, he may say, you can go, but wait for half an hour. Listen to him. You don't want to be at the intersection where the drunk driver drives to that minute and you get hit by the car. He may delay you for half an hour because you keep the commandments of God. You miss that trap or set up of the enemy. Psalm chapter 91 verse 16 say, With long life, I will satisfy him. I expect to live a long life. And show him my salvation. Please be careful with your mouth. Dead alive uh, in the power of the tongue. Don't speak like this. I will die soon. I will get cancer. I will have Alzheimer's. Oh, I will live until only 45 years old. Don't say those words because you're going to get it. Whatever you say, it will come to pass. Power of tongues. You should say like this. I will live a long life. He will satisfy me. I will live to the end until my destiny is done. I will get to the finish line. I'm going to have a long life and satisfied and see all of my protection and salvation. In order to live a long life, definitely in this world, especially right now you see pandemic, in this world we need God's protection. If you want to live until 100 years old, 120 years old, you need God's protection. This world is full of stuff. Bad things, bad people, full of wrong things and virus and bacteria. Now they talk about new strain of COVID-19. 
to keep coming up. We need the protection of God. Is that right? So we need to learn how to be under the wings of God every single day, every single minute. We need to learn how to obey God. Let me show you another one in the Bible about God's protection. There is more than one way to get into trouble. And trouble is not about only physical injury or car accident or death in the injury. It's not only about sickness and disease. It's not just about being cheated financial by the scam. People cheat you $2,000 because you pick up the phone and get your social security. But the injury, the danger include your spiritual life. I like to preach the sermon called Spiritual Health one of these days in this time of pandemic. People care so much about physical health, but they forget about their spiritual health, that they need to be strong in their spirit. Amen? The trauma or the danger can be about your spiritual life. The Bible says in the book of 3 John, verse 2, when your spirit prosper, everything else prosper. But if your spirit is weak and poor, you get into trouble. And look at the trouble that happened to a man who faced a dark hour of his life in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. In the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war, David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites. They destroyed the Ammonite army and laid siege to the city of Rabbah. However, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. You need to understand that. At that time, David was still a young king. He was anointed and called to be a warrior. When he was a young man, he was fighting one-on-one with lions and bears. He was able to knock Goliath down. He was so anointed to be a fighter and warrior. All the men that came to around him, the anointing of his life as a giant killer, flow down into his men. All those mighty men of David became a warrior, courageous fighters with anointing of warriors. Wow. You see that whoever you're under, the anointing will flow from that man into you. And he was so anointed. His calling is to get out into the battle with his men, to fight the battle, to win the battle. That is his calling. His calling was not to sit on the couch and eating popcorns in the pyjama, sleeping in, and draw the nice picture, going to the art gallery, and sitting around doing nothing. His calling is to get out of the house, fighting. That is his calling. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, he was still young, He should have obeyed the commandments of God. He should have done what he was anointed to do, but he didn't. He did not obey the commandments of God. Can God protect him from anything? Yes. But God cannot protect you when you get out from his wing and his shadow. At that time, David did not obey God. Instead of going out into the battlefield, he sat at home. He stayed in his pajamas, his robe, his slippers. He slept in, got up late, and just spent time relaxing while his soldiers were fighting. And verse 2. Late one afternoon, after his midday rest, 
<laughs> he slept into midday. David got out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace, and he looked out over the city. He noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. Danger is not just about accident. COVID-19. Danger includes spiritual attack. You know the story. At that time, he should have gone out to the battle. He was anointed to fight, and he should not sit around in the palace at all. He should be out in the battlefield. But he did not obey the calling. This is the reason why, if people ask me to be an evangelist, to go out to do like evangelist, Billy Graham, I don't do it. It's not my calling. I'm not an evangelist. I've seen people who want to raise themselves up to be a pastor, even though they are not a pastor, got into big trouble. Because when you disobey the calling, you walk out of your calling and do something else, there's no protection. They can be in sickness. They can get into accident. Because the protection is with you when you obey the calling and anointing in your life. Don't try to be someone else. Stay in your own calling and anointing to be at where God wants you to be. I tell you the truth right now. I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit all the time. You are not called to be in Africa. If African church called me to go preach, I say no right away. God kept telling me, "You are not for Africa. Don't go." Period. Is it wrong? No, because that's not my calling to preach in Africa. Is that true? I don't mean that I don't love African people. I love African people, but it's not my calling to go to Africa. He was at the wrong place at the wrong time, according to the setup of the devil. David did not pray. David did not spend time with God. He just quesela sela, whatever will be will be. He was goofing off, and he walked out the wrong place on the roof at the wrong time when the moonlight hit the body of that woman, and he saw. At that time, can he say no to the temptation that God give me strength, that I would run back to my room, put my armor on, I'm gonna go out to the battlefield, I'm not gonna be on this roof, I'm gonna get out of here as soon as possible. I want to be at the right place at the right time. Could he do that? Yes, he could have done that, but he didn't. He continued to stay on there, and you know the rest of the story. He committed adultery. He took that woman in, planned to kill the husband. After that, it was a mess. He lost his son. His son betrayed him. Just a mess in the family. This is not accident. This is spiritual problem, spiritual attack. Because David did not keep the commandments of the Lord. Can a pastor like me who loves God make that kind of mistake? Yes, I can make mistake. Not to walk according to what God tell me to do, not to stay in my calling, amen. Where do you get the protection from God? You get the protection from from God by obeying His commandments, by following the Holy Spirit, doing what He tell you to do, going to where He tell you to go, when to go. 
You need to be led by the Spirit. You need to obey the Word of God. Let's look at the last example, the example of the Apostle Paul. Do you believe that Paul was a man of faith? Do you believe that Paul was a man of boldness? Yes, he preached the gospel. He was one of the best apostles in that generation. Acts chapter eighteen, nineteen to twenty-one, and he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. He was preaching about Jesus to the Jews. And when they asked him to stay a longer time with them, the Jews wanted to hear more about the gospel, about the power of Jesus Christ. They were interested at that time. Wow, Paul was very famous now. People in that city like him. Stay longer, please. We want to hear your preaching more. You're such a good preacher. He did not consent, but took leave of them, saying, "I must." By all means, keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you, God willing. And he sailed from Ephesus. The Jews really liked Paul at that time in that city. Paul became a famous preacher, and if he followed his own feeling, his desire to be accepted, he would stay. He would say, hey, "Maybe I stay another two weeks here," but Paul had a sense of urgency. Paul was told by the Holy Spirit, "Get out of here as soon as possible and go to Jerusalem." Did Paul obey God? Yes. Don't be led by reputation. Don't be led by people' opinion and idea. You must be led by the Holy Spirit. And you will be under the shadow of the Almighty in His fortress, and you will be protected. Amen. Look at another one. Acts chapter twenty-two, verse seventeen. Now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple that I was in a trance. Paul experienced a supernatural manifestation of God. He was in a trance. Verse eighteen. And saw him saying to me, saw Jesus saying to him, "Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me." So when he heard that from Jesus or from the Holy Spirit, should Paul say, "Oh God, I'm a man of faith. I'm gonna quote Psalm 91." That you will protect me, even though this is a dangerous place and dangerous time right now. I have divine protection. I'm gonna hang around for a few more days because Psalm 91 says so. That I will be protected by you. If Paul had done that, he would have been in trouble, because the way that God protects you is to warn you. And give you the command what to do, the commandment of God what to do, and you need to obey His commandments. He said, "Hurry up, get out of here." If He said that to you, what would you do? Get out or stay? You need to get out as soon as possible, because that is the way God wanted to protect you. How about this? Paul say, but. 
if I get out today, the ticket on the boat that I cannot go is $500 more. If I wait a couple weeks, it will be a special sale. I pay only $100. Maybe I should wait for a couple weeks because the price of the ticket is cheaper. Should we be led by money? Should we be led by price? Should we be led by the convenience of the airline? No. Even though you have to pay more. Get out. Actually, what happened before I went to San Diego? I already canceled my ticket to go to San Diego. I canceled the trip. But suddenly God told me on Monday night, uh, you have to go. I tell you to go. Last minute. I have to buy the ticket last minute. Double price. But we pay. Because I need to obey the commandments of the Lord. So I was in San Diego last weekend because God commanded me to go. You see, you need to obey the voice of the Lord and you should not be controlled by price, by money. Some people, maybe not in this room, I hope not. You drive across the town to another street to get to the gas station to save three cents a gallon on your gas because you want to save three cents a gallon by driving across a trial. But when you drive there, another car hit you. And now you pay more insurance. You get into trouble. You have to pay all the medical bills because you get back injured. All these things. Please don't be controlled by money, by convenience, by price. Pay it. Money can come back again. Amen? So in conclusion, do you learn something? Learn something. What I share with you, if you want to stay in the secret place of the Most High, the well live and stay under the shadow of the Almighty. You're under God's protection 24-7. No matter what happens around you, you are protected. If you want to do that, You need to be led by the Spirit. Obey the Word of God. Check inside your spirit what God wants you to do. Don't run your life by opportunities, feelings, man's opinion, prices, money, or feelings, anything. You are led by the Spirit, and you obey Him. If He say no, it means no. If you say hurry to get out, it means hurry to get out. Don't be stubborn. Don't run your own life. Stay under the shadow of the Almighty by living an obedient, faithful life. Faith-filled life. Obey Him everywhere. You want to make investment? Listen to God. One time, people come to me and say, you need to invest this. Buy that house? God told me, no, don't buy that house. You need to obey God. I will not do it. Always be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? How many people say, I will not be like that Levite? I will not be like David on that day. I'm going to obey God. Amen? Hallelujah. If any one of you don't know Jesus yet, or you're not sure that you have relationship with Jesus Christ, I would like to encourage you. God sent Jesus Christ to die for you and pay for your sin. But it does not stop only that you are forgiven and you can go to heaven. 
After you give your life to Jesus, you become a child of God, and He will be your daddy, your shepherd, your provider. He will be your protector. He will be your guide. He will be everything in your life. He keep His promise. I'm so glad. A while ago, I was worshiping God, and I have tears in my eyes. I thank God that American missionary told me about Jesus. I was a devout Buddhist, and now I know my God. And all these 40 years, I got saved in early 80. And all these 40 years, Jesus is my provider, my protector. I'm so glad I become a Christian. And I would like to encourage you to really walk with God and follow God. Young people in this room, you may come to church because your dad and your mom dragged you here. And you may not even believe God yourself. I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. He is the best God, and He is your protector. If you want to do that, you want, why don't you pray with me out loud? Father in heaven, I give my life to you. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior, my Lord. You were raised from the dead on the third day. Come into my life, Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Give me a new, superabundant life. Protect me. Guide me. Teach me. Use me, Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you receive Jesus Christ into your heart. Do you learn something today? How many people say you're going to put this teaching into practice? From now on, you say, I will check inside. I will be following the Holy Spirit all the days of my life. Amen? And then you will be protected. Everyone say, I will live a long life. God will satisfy me. He will show me His salvation. I expect to see you when you are 100 years old, 110 years old. Amen? Live a long life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we stand up and sing a song together? Why we sing the song, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And you ask Him to train you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Yeah.